Welcome to the Free Music Ed Podcast. Every time you say that, you try and just make it a little bit more epic. That's right. right. Free Music Ed Podcast. Welcome to the Free Music Sunday, Ed Sunday, Sunday, podcast. Sunday. It's, not, it's, it's Saturday. Well, it, it could be Sunday. Okay, yeah, it might be. It might be. If it's Sunday for you, you have won a free prize. It is the... Uh, this uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, it's ta-da. Yeah, don't hit pause, and you will receive this prize. Uh, following immediately. So, uh, this podcast that you're about to listen to is so cool. Like, I, when I say that, I mean people actually flip while they're listening to it. Physically. Yeah. Uh, don't be driving. Um, <laughs> anyway, this is really neat. My favorite website, like the entire world, other than freemusicet.org, is probably oddquartet.com. I visit this website three times a week, even though it only updates twice a week. That's how awesome this website is. I put it in my phone to remind me. And equally as awesome is the man behind the website, Mr. Josh Wells. Yes, him too. We had a great interview, and we talked about his um, comic. We talked about his website, where he got started. We talked about Star Trek. Um, I yelled about Star Trek. He did. He physically yelled. Look forward to that. Yes. Um, and we kind of went around all over the place, where we think the Internet's heading, where we think content is heading. Um, re- a lot of really interesting conversations. That's right, and he has a great, uh, great webcomic that you have to check out. He has posters and T-shirts that every music nerd everywhere should own and be wearing. Hopefully you're wearing one now. Uh, you, you, you know, double prize for you. Yeah, uh, I, I you, bought the, uh, the portal one. The portal, yeah, the trombone portal one. That's yes, nice. Yes, marching band guy going through portals. It was great. He has a Doctor Who time signature poster that's hanging up in my office. The wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. That's right. Well, uh, we probably even talk about that in the podcast. Oh, uh, so we do. you have to check this out. This is... The podcast interview with Joshua Wells from oddquartet.com. Go visit his website. It's awesome. Enjoy this interview. Enjoy it. Exactly. We have no idea. I've already pushed it. Okay. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the trick start. We're working on that now. We don't tell the guests they're even being podcasted. Actually, um, we wait till they're in the middle of a really embarrassing story, and then right at the height of the story, we hit the record button and let it go. That, yeah. That's the greatest way. And then that's, that's actually our intro music for the, for the okay. whole episode. <laughs> oh, we, we, were, we were going to have him, uh, have him move around in a squeaky chair the whole podcast. Do you hear that? You have any no, WD-40 yeah. in here? That's <laughs> in your hotel room? <laughs> Do we have you, any... Uh, just bring that with you? Yeah. You, you have a great view. Oh, a great view. it's amazing. Um, yeah. All the cars. <laughs> the highways. With their brake lights on. Yeah. That's pretty good. Mm, A- uh, afternoon rush hour traffic. God bless San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to assume that we introduced you in the, uh, in the intro to this podcast, because this, you know... But can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what, what all it is you do? And we're going to be talking a lot about your website, oddquartet.com. We're going to make sure we say oddquartet.com about 14 times. And so 12 more uh, all is right. going to be necessary. I'll keep count. Awesome. Um, well, uh, I guess I'm most known for the webcomic Odd Quartet. And i um, been doing that for about the past two and a half years uh, online and uh, trying to get that going and uh, trying to get that off the ground, and, you know, there's some merchandise with it, and started doing posters and T-shirts and stuff like that, but that's that's pretty much my home right now is uh, developing Odd Quartet. That's great. Um, if you have not gone to Odd Quartet at this moment... Dot com. Yeah, oddquartet.com. Thank you, that was number three. Um, <laughs> if you have not gone there yet, then uh, I encourage you to go ahead and stop the podcast and go visit the website right now. We'll wait on you. Uh, if you hit the pause button, if you don't, we won't. Uh, that's called technology and internet and stuff. So, <laughs> Ask know, your grandpa about it. <laughs> that's right. Um, it's the it's the triangle button to play and the you know two little lines to stop. So eleven. Go go visit now. The eleven. Eleven okay. stops. <laughs> eleven stops it. That's perfect. So uh, anyway, this is a, a web comic that's all about your music, pretty much. All sorts of music references, lots of music posters available, and T-shirts and. It's centered around uh, three characters, okay? Yes, Even three. though the quartet is in the title. Can you explain <laughs> this for us, please? Um, hopefully it's not too long of a story, but when I was first developing the idea for Odd Quartet, it was still, um, you know, doodles on napkins and just a couple of sketchbooks of, you know, what I would like to do. And um, in developing the first characters, it, it, 
I, I kind of got stuck on the name of Odd Quartet, and I was like, yeah, this will work great. It'll be four people, and, you know, this, this guy will be this person, this girl will be this person, and, you know, trying to develop uh, that way. And then when I actually started going to the character designs, I found that uh, the way that I was drawing the fourth person wasn't really... They, they all started looking too much alike. I wasn't at the point where I could make some of the characters differentiate enough to say, hey, that is a completely different character that I want to work with and that I know who it is. And um, I think I was still trying to get my head around the, the first three characters, and I was like, okay, we're just going to have to start now or else it'll never get off the ground. I'll still be working on that fourth person in my head. But it it, it kind of worked out as being, you know, it's 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 an odd numbered quartet. It's it's three people. On on your website, you kind of tease like maybe there's a fourth person and we just haven't met him yet. Is that still a possibility? <laughs> that is definitely still a possibility. Oh yeah, uh, the fourth person is uh, is still definitely in my mind and still in some of my sketchbooks. And you know, I think when I get to a point where I can I can include that person and really give them a nice full character, that it'll definitely finally be a quartet. Is it definitely going to be a person, or could it be like an animal or a Sasquatch or something? <laughs> you know, it's just... it's funny because some of the some of the sketchbooks that I had were uh, I wanted it to be a dog. Oh yeah, for a while. What is Ridley Blake? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Obo. Obo. <laughs> and be the best one in the band. <laughs> yeah, Jawbone like Snoopy. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was like, oh, I'll put a I'll put an animal in there. You know, it'll be great. It'll be great fun. It'll be just like you know. Garfield and Snoopy and you know all these great comic characters it's just it just never I I never got really happy with the art of what I was trying to do at that point That's which great. sounds funny now to me but I just I just didn't like what was happening so I'll, I'll throw out a suggestion here why don't we work on this kind of chronologically chronologically like so okay. the man behind the comic <laughs> you know where 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 did your musical beginnings start? Where did you come from? You know, Wait, but uh, before we start this, I do have to say this. Uh, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, but of course, reading your comic before I met you, uh, I thought you would look exactly like your main character, and you don't look exactly <laughs> like your main character. You're like a completely different person than him. Yeah, and it was quite shocking, really. <laughs> really, I'm like, you know, his. I mean, he's he's like three dimensional. <laughs> it was we didn't know what to do well uh, that's definitely on purpose I, I didn't want to get into the situation of I'm associating my characters with real people even if they are me um, I would feel horrible if I based them off of other people in my life because I don't want them to feel like what happens to those people in the comic is what I want to happen to them in real <laughs> life or anything um, yeah but, uh, but yeah, because you, you, you kind of get to a place where if you associate your characters with real people, um, it just gets kind of this weird association with them of, you know, is that how that person is in real life or, uh, you know, whatnot. But I, I think that all the characters kind of have a little, a little piece of me in them, but they're not, there's not one character that is me in the comic. That's cool. I totally messed up uh, Gannon's little, let's do this chronologically. <laughs> Gannon said, let's do it like this. I said, but wait, I'm ignoring you. But no. That's right. But Sorry now we that. can go back. That's right. So let's go back um, to the beginning. Okay. The beginning, um, musically, I, <laughs> um, so. musically, I guess I started uh, in elementary school. Um, I started taking piano lessons like first grade, I think. And um, kept that up until middle school. And my parents were like, all right, you're going to have to choose between going into band or sticking with piano lessons. And I was like, I'll go into band. Band sounds like fun. I've never been in band before. We didn't have beginning band at the elementary school I had. And so middle school band was the first experience that I had with band. So since I could play the piano, um, I got in front of a bell set and, you know, I could play based on my piano knowledge of, oh, hey, this looks just like a keyboard. Mm -hmm. I know what these notes are. And um, um, I could read uh, Trouble and Bass Clef because of piano, and the band director just, you know, hey, you can play percussion because you know how to play a keyboard. Great. So um, middle school, started, started band there, uh, played percussion through high school, 
um, and went and studied music at North Texas for a few years where I got my minor in music and I got my master's in accounting. Now, uh, that, which, that, that reminds me, you, you have a secret identity. Yes. Uh, in, in addition to being a, uh, a webcomic writer, it's such a lucrative field, you're also doing... Yes, there is definitely a day job associated with um, my everyday life, and I work as a financial analyst for a software company. Um, it's a lot of numbers. Yeah, I would assume. <laughs> well, you know, that's, that's not terribly uncommon for musicians to be in the math world. Um, I mean, you, you, go, you go all the way back as far as Bach. I mean, Bach was a mathematician. And you, you go through, and I mean, they kind of work side to side. And, you know, the computer industry is full mm-hmm. of musicians. Yeah. Um, I played a gig last year uh, with a guy named Ed Kaye, who was just one of the most wonderful tenor saxophonist on the face of the earth. I, I, he may be uh, top five. I mean, unbelievable player. Also has his doctorate in mathematics and teaches at the, I think, University of Miami. Wow. Down in that area of Miami. He, he's at, he does saxophone lessons and stuff like that, but he teaches in the math department. Amazing. You know, and there, there's a lot of people like that. I, I think yeah. the two are, you know. I, I think it's really important, though. Uh, when I was talking to you earlier, Odd Quartet has become a pretty <clears throat> significant thing, though, hasn't it? I mean, it, you're, you're really, you know, working this thing. Yes, I, I really want it to become my day job. I want, I want Odd Quartet to be the thing that I do all the time because it's what I want to do all the time. Oddquartet.com? Oddquartet.com. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how many how many page views do you have, like in a day or in a month? Or uh, probably on average, uh, any given month, it's probably around thirty thousand views. Thirty thousand. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 grown a lot in the past two years since it started, and it's a great community of musicians and fans and you know people that have shared it and. Uh, all that good stuff. So it's it's definitely without the readership, it 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 just wouldn't be there. Well, and I'm I'm wondering because I didn't know your numbers whenever I was reading it, and whenever I've been telling everybody, uh, I'm wondering you, you know, some stuff gets comments on like the big hit stuff, but your day to day things, you'd think with thirty thousand views in a month, everything would have comments on it, but it it doesn't. Yeah, I, I, it's, I don't know how that works. It's kind of a weird thing of of you know what what kind of hits with the audience and what doesn't hit and what gets comments and what doesn't get comments and like what's get what gets shared and stuff like that. Um, but um, the best comments are always the the uh, grammatical correction comments. Oh, good. <laughs> always got to have those. We, we, Somebody... found, we found one. I was going to tell you about it. You know, there, there, there are people that just scour the internet and they have like this sixth sense of grammatical errors and they can just start typing on the keyboard. It's like an Ouija board, you know. Their fingers just know where to go for the grammatical errors. Like, oh, oh, yeah, there's one here. There's got to be one here. And they start digging your website and sure enough. Yep. <laughs> the, the horrible part is it is very easy to fix on my end. Like, I just open up Photoshop and fix it um, so that it's fixed on my end. But uh, the the backside of the website software that I use, uh, I have to actually go into the server and delete out that file and re-upload that file, which, I mean, would probably be very easy if I had an FTP, FTP uh, protocol thing. Uh, client that yeah. I ran, but I just do everything on the back end with... Um, the software that I use, so it just takes a little longer than what I would like. But yeah, yeah, I tr- I try to fix them. I try to fix them as often as I can. So uh, I okay. What I really love is uh, like when when I think of cartoonists, I, I think you know uh, like Gary Larson, right? So Gary Larson, you can just describe a comic strip that he wrote. You don't have to have it there, and people start laughing about the things they did. So I was gonna describe uh, two of my favorites of your comic strips. For oh, the okay. The, the first one, I really love this one. It's on my office door right now. I don't know if I should have paid you to print that. We can talk about that in a minute. But um, anyway, it is, uh, it is this instructor and a clarinet student. And the instructor is looking at her and she's go- he's going, you sound so amazing this week. What, what's different? What's made this happen? And then the kid perks up and says, well, I actually practiced this week. You know, and it, it's just, 
Okay, maybe no one's laughing except for all the music educators. <laughs> well, but... you know, the most hilarious thing about it is how unrealistic of a situation that yeah, actually I'm... is. <laughs> Here you're sitting there going, oh man, what alternate universe does this comic take place in? No, it's, yeah, that one's really good. The other one is, you'll, you'll have to fill in the details about this one, but you, you gave a diagram of the musician's car. Like oh, the average yeah. musician, this is what their car is like. Yeah. And my wife and I read it, and every single point described my car. Like it was, it was my car, you know. Yeah, completely. you have you have the uh, the uh, I think it's like a small music library in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's there's the real books. Yeah, uh huh. Um, there's uh, you have to have enough space to fit like an upright bass and you know gigging equipment in it. We all drive hashbacks. Yeah, yeah, yep. hashbacks. I do. Too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's you know it's it's lovingly worn. Yes. I mean, it has seen many, many miles, but yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> that was that was so good. I would just we we read that. I I read it, and I just said, "You have to come in here. You have to see this." And she read it, and we, we laughed about it a while. You know, then we emailed you about an interview. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh, good. Man. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you were going to say something, and then oh I'll... well, I like the practice chart one. Oh yes, that one that is fantastic. It's um, the funny story behind that is I was actually late on getting a comic up. And it's <laughs> it's the 11th hour. I don't have an idea. I haven't scripted ahead. I don't know what I want to do. And the easiest thing I could think of was something that was just, you know, um, you know lettering, no characters, uh, no panels, no word bubbles, nothing. And that's what came out. <laughs> and... <laughs> That hit really big. Yeah, it did. And it uh, got shared a lot. And, um, you know, when it first came out, some people were like, hey, you know, do you have, you know, can I get this? Can I copy this? And I was like, yeah. I put up a, a free PDF of it on the website. And, you know, I still I still see people, even today at the convention, of they'll come up to the table and they'll say, I know that. And I'll be like, yeah, I, I did that. And they'll be like, oh, you're the guy. And I'll be like, I'm the guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm responsible for that. I'm sorry it's all over your band hall, I know. Well, it's, you know, it's a very nice graphic of a metronome. And then it's a flow chart of, you know, should you be practicing? And it leads through all of these. And, of course, the conclusion is that you should be practicing. But this chart is beautiful to read. Mm-hmm. And it encapsulates what we tell our kids about practicing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's, uh, it's very perfect, so you could go read that now, and they can get prints of that, right? Yes, uh, we started making um, some really high-quality prints with a print shop um, not too long ago. The practice chart was the first one that we've done. Uh, we've added on to the catalog as we've, as we've grown, but uh, yeah, it's available as a nice, uh, nice high-quality print there's, from our website. There's two of those posters that my wife bought me for my birthday. So we, we ordered from your store. One of them is... The Doctor Who time signature. <laughs> so it, it has uh, common time, compound time, and wibbly wobbly timey wimey, and the signatures for each of those. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I also have the Lord of the Rings Circle of Fifths chart. Oh, awesome. So it's, I love that one. It's done token esque. It's very nice artwork, and uh, it's the Circle of Fifths as though it were the Ring of Power. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. <laughs> so you you have this is what's beautiful is that you know you've got all this music stuff going on, but then you've taken and you've just smashed it together with all the wonderful nerd culture that you and all of us seem to have this great appreciation <laughs> for. And I I hope that hits a lot of demographics in there. But uh, can you you yeah, Gannon had some great questions about nerdiness stuff. Yeah, and I which, have mine too. I was gonna say it doesn't get much nerdier than. A Lord of the Rings circle of fifths. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're we're hitting just the far point of the spectrum at that point. <laughs> it, oh yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's it's the stuff that I've loved, you know, since I was a kid and mm-hmm. like growing up and you know, begging mom to stay up late to watch Star Trek with my dad, yeah. and you know, <laughs> growing up, you know, being nerdy kid and messing around with you know, electronics, because my dad would bring them home and tinker with them, and, you know, getting into, you know, all the all the geekdom of just... There's no Trek references, though. I, I, I've not <laughs> seen a single one, I, and I'm sitting here, you know, what, Riker played trombone, and yes. somebody, very, some A very nice jazz trombone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> some, some character on Voyager played clarinet. Harry Kim? 
Yeah, Dave, thank you. Well, How about that? Dave played violin. That's right. And yeah, uh, Picard played, played some weird recorder He played instrument. a flute. The, that is the best Next Generation episode yes. ever made. Come on. Season oh. 5, episode 24. <laughs> I it's the next episode. to last episode in season five. It is the best Stop next generation. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm excited about this, okay? Wait, wait. Picard. It's such a sweet moment at the end. It's incredible. It's like they, they, oh. they find the probe, and at the end, they, they pull it out, and they bring it to Picard, and he can play it just like he was he was there again. We yes. are alienating audiences everywhere. <laughs> this is perfect. If you have not seen that episode, dude, you got to go watch it. Yes. Like, no, I've, I've, I think I've seen it. The, the probe that's takes the one. and he totally lives somebody else's life. And, yeah. Yeah, dude, that's, that's so good. Netflix. Netflix yeah. and or All ask your parents. Yeah, <laughs> ask your parents. Ask, ask your parents to access Netflix. Um, the, yeah, the, all of the Star Trek is on there now, and also uh, a smattering, a smattering. Uh, that's, that's probably a word um, of the old Doctor Who, and then all of the new Who, two thousand five and beyond. So who's, oh, your, yeah. who's your favorite Doctor? Uh, David Tennant. Oh, good. Me too. What Every, are you? Everybody says David Tennant. See, I've I David finally Tennessee. jumped. <laughs> Finally jumped in on this. Yeah. So I'm not very far in. I'm, on, okay. I'm on like episode eight in okay. 2005. So I'm still right in there at the beginning. Yeah. We jumped in pretty late in the game too. I think uh, Tenant's run was already over, and the the new series, the new new series, was about to start, and we started getting caught up on, you know, starting with Eccleston and yeah. trying to trying to get back into it and. Just got hooked ever since, and it's a great, it's a great series. It's, it's really good. Have you been able to watch the old Doctor Who? Any? No, I've been wanting to go back and kind of see. I saw that they've they've added a few of it on Netflix uh, to kind of you know see what what was going on back I, in the day. I have a hard time watching it. I've tried. I've gone in, and I think that um, I'm just the wrong generation to to you know like I, <laughs> then, here's the thing. I love old movies. Yeah. You know, I, I have a Nobody great... loves Fred Astaire as much as this guy. It's sad but true. <laughs> Especially that's still in their 20s. That's right, that's right. Yeah, there's other people that like Fred Astaire as much as I do. They're just dead. <laughs> but um, at, at any rate... That's a Yogi Berra quote right there. Right? Of, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I can't do it. It's too slow. Yeah. It's it's funny how... Whereas the like, new who is just so fast. So s- sci-fi ages much faster than other types of True. entertainment of well, I mean, you know uh, special effects and makeup and stuff like that that they have now it just wasn't around back then it was all rubber masks and you know what can we do with a plunger and a whisk yeah well, even the stuff now mm-hmm. some of it's going to age well, like uh, the the Star Wars prequels they were aged by the time they came out yeah. almost you, know, you you look back at it now and we've gotten so accustomed to Avatar quality of CG and Avengers quality that's really nice. I don't know. Maybe we've got to a point where the eye is not going to be able to tell later. Yeah. But, man. Mm. Well, you know, I even just recently, about a month ago, went back and watched all the Lord of the Rings. The extended version. I hadn't seen the extended versions before. But they kind of looked a little outdated. You yeah. know, just as far as the graphics go and stuff. Mm-hmm. Once so I kind of like, yeah, I can see the green screen. <laughs> yeah, you can totally <laughs> tell, you know, some, some effect was being used there and it kind of takes you out of that um, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, which it kind of surprised me. I was like, "Man, we're moving that quickly now." Although crazy? things like the original Star Wars, a lot of it, except for you know the edits that he threw in and the early day, you know, yeah, but we won't go in there. But a lot <laughs> oh, of it still man. holds up. Oh, oh yeah, all uh, the miniature work that uh-huh. Industrial Light and Magic did back in the day, and um, all the in-camera effects, like. That stuff still holds up because it's it's Real. a physical thing in front <laughs> yeah. of the camera yeah. instead of you know some you know some outdated computer now that's trying to run this special effect. Yeah. All right. Well, we've gotten way off of your comment. <laughs> uh, we, we're here with Josh Wells, uh, oddquartet.com. Are we starting over? No, this is the fifth <laughs> reference. Oh. No, I just I thought I'd remind them because they were like, oh man, we've got the sci-fi podcast going. Your sca- your chair is so squeaky. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your chair is so squeaky. Do we have something else? I um, we, I was just going to make you stand up. Um, I'll move. I don't know. Yeah, you, oh, there you go. I'll there move. you go. Yeah, we're just... All right. Uh, <laughs> okay, I was going to ask you, like, I, I came from a pretty nerdy background, but yeah. I was never into comic books or anything like that. Was that was that something that you, you've always been into or kind of were into or something like that that um, kind of got you started in what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, it kind of started with um, just the newspaper comic strips when I was a kid of 
um, you know, Calvin and Hobbes and Garfield and, oh, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, collected all the Gary Larson uh-huh. uh, Far Side series books and just, you know... Uh, Why do you retire? Yeah. And, and just kind of kind of grew from there and I didn't really start uh, collecting comic books uh, like you know Marvel and DC uh, you know action comic books until you know know, probably five years ago Mm. and getting into that and got pretty deep into that and have kind of scaled that back now it's a very very expensive habit but uh, I still keep up with uh, some of the trades uh, the trade paperback books that I really really like but um, but yeah kind of started with just the Sunday comics and you know cartoons watching cartoons as a kid and just really loving animation and you know uh, wanting to you know figure out how 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 they drew that how how can you make that happen on a page that translates into that comic or that cartoon or something like that yeah uh, how did you uh, how do you get into drawing like did you go through a particular route like because uh, you know, it's very nice uh start off with crayons crayons like, okay. uh, <laughs> thank you <laughs> uh-huh. finger paints you know, um slapping on the page uh just kind of yeah <laughs> uh just kind of been doodling uh ever since i was a kid um, I would be, you know, the kid who would try to make his own far side comics and, you know, the little one panel, draw a square on the page and make a, a funny scene and put a caption underneath it. And uh, just doing that since a kid and always wanting to learn more and but never really having the time to. And um, in college, I think was the first time that I really got serious about it. I really want to try and get better at drawing and learning you know how to make uh marks on a page that i can put together and will look nice and um took a few classes um read a lot of books and is that like chris hart or like who do you read what what like for comic oh art? you know did you like um you for the basics for for just the basics of of, of just starting out i remember getting um, this book called Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain. I've heard I of think. that. Yeah. Uh, Betty, Betty Edwards, I think, wrote it. Um, really, it. really interesting book that kind of puts the premise out there that anybody can learn how to draw. It's uh, a skill, and all you have to do is just practice and recognize, just have a critical eye of, well, did you really accomplish what you tried to accomplish in this and learning the basics of, you know, uh, this is, you know, line and shading and, you know, all the classical art kind of stuff. But um, once I got kind of out of that book, there are uh, other ones that are more, like, comic-related mm-hmm. of... Um, uh, there was one that I think Stanley put out for Marvel that was, like, drawing the Marvel way. There's... A bunch of uh, books that DC has put out in, you know, uh, drawing comics and inky comics and drawing digitally and uh, all that kind of stuff. So there's there's a definitely some resources out there if you want to get into that. Nice. What what's your setup? Because yeah, I saw yeah. this really cool glove that just like covered up two of your fingers. <laughs> and, yeah, um, and I'm like more superpowers. <laughs> Clearly, what's happening? Uh, that's my smudge guard that I use for for when I'm drawing. I, I get uh, that's really, like a superhero name, smudge guard. <laughs> I get really uh, have really sweaty hands, and um, that 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 definitely affects when you're trying to draw. Um, but at at home, I have uh, a Wacom tablet. Um, I don't know that what it is. bamboo, right? Is that uh, no, no. no, that's a type of one of their tap. No, I'm making it all up. I don't know if bamboo is another company, but um, it's uh, it's probably it. about the size of an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper, and it's um, probably a quarter inch, half inch thick, um, and it's just this solid black matte sheet, basically, and it's kind of this rubberized plastic, and you have a stylus that you can use to put on this mat. And you can use it to draw in, um, like, Photoshop or uh, other other drawing softwares. There's a couple out there, like GIMP and... 
manga studio. Yeah. And, um, but uh, you just hook it up. It's just a USB tablet kind of thing, and it sits on the desk in front of my monitor, and uh, just have um, uh, an iMac uh, desktop at home, and plug in the Wacom. And it used to all be pen and paper and ink, but uh, I've gone more digitally as as time has gone on, and could uh, actually change the setup, and it goes much quicker now. Good. So. Yes, if you're brave enough to press the first button on the website, be warned, it is black and white, and it's a little rough around the edges. <laughs> the current sketch? <laughs> what? what are, what's black and white and kind of rough around the edges? Uh, the comic, if you ever click on the uh, the first oh, button, first, yeah, I if you go to the Sorry. very first comics, they're black and white, they were uh, drawn on, pa- on paper with uh, just uh, India ink and scanned into the computer and like... Uploaded and that was it. That's, there it is. And yeah, that was that was all you get. Oddquartet.com. <laughs> yes. Um, that was that was, was that number five. That uh, I think we're on six. We're on, that was six. I don't know. That was the smoothest one so far. Why? Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and, until we talked about it. But let's see. They. Uh, I, that's 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 really cool. They don't look bad though. Like the first ones, I, you can definitely tell. You can like see an evolution as you go from the beginning to where it is right now and now you put out some really neat artwork and you can you can tell that whenever you're designing some of your stuff you're thinking i'm gonna make a poster and it's gonna be cool and it's gonna wind up in a band hall <laughs> it, it looks great you've got a real nice one now uh oh, what am i talking about it's got bars on it and instruments what am i talking about you know the one i'm talking about it's that sounds like most of them yeah thank you no, <laughs> uh, okay not, not, thank you uh it's I think it has kind of a pink background. Do you, do you know the one I'm talking about? It no. looks like a very technical musical drawing. And it's really cool. Oh, is that the one that has all the ranges? Yes. Of the musical instruments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. it is. It's, uh, it describes, it's basically a chart of all the instrument ranges and their relative, uh, what their frequencies are in hertz. And uh, just kind of explains off to the side of, you know, this is general music range and this is human hearing range all the way up to like uh, uh, bats hearing range which is incredible you've got educational I try to hide it as much as I can okay <laughs> and Good. just kind of sneak it in there of you know that there's also some some science behind you know what we do every day as as musicians so yeah. that's definitely the nerd side of like this is this like that that's what interests me and I'll I'll get in this 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 bug of like, man, this is really cool. I want to, I want to learn more about this and find out. And that just kind of makes its way into the comics. Do, do people send you comic ideas? Yes. Do you get that all the time? Um, it's, it's fairly frequent of, you know, uh, just, you know, just comments of, Hey, you know, you should do this or questions about the comic of, you know, what would happen if, if this happened to so-and-so or what, what are your characters' names? Uh, the the main character uh, I I think of him as the main character is uh, Rhodes. Uh, he's the uh, taller, skinnier character in the comic, and he's the uh, the music major, and uh, uh, it's kind of the music side of of me. And the other two supporting characters right now are uh, Jason, and uh, he's kind of the uh, the nerdy, geeky kind of business student that's just out of college but still living with his buddy and mm-hmm. trying to figure things out you know just coming out of college and then their friend who is also um supporting character uh Kara uh she's kind of in in the earlier comics I think she played more of a role mm-hmm. than in the later comics I think I kind of um got got a little timid about how to draw her and being happy with how that character was being portrayed but uh, but yeah, she's kind of the uh, free spirited kind of art student, uh, liberal arts major kind of student. So. Very cool. I, I, there was a recent post on your website uh, saying what what is the future going to be? You you had some people is is Rhodes ever going to graduate? He's a music major, so we understand <laughs> if he doesn't ever graduate, <laughs> yeah, he'll be there forever. <laughs> He's on the the ten year plan. Right. Um, yeah, it was a great question uh, from a reader who was like. Um, you know, is Rhodes ever going to be a band director? Like, is that is that going to be where it goes? And um, I don't know. I I think what I put in the response was something to the effect of I, if I get to a point where I don't have any more stories to tell, 
with them in college and, you know, uh, being a college student and, you know, being a musician at that age and, you know, uh, in, in that time of their career, then yeah, I would definitely love to just keep on going with it and, you know, find out where it goes, whether it be, you know, he tries to move to LA to be a studio musician or New York to just, you know, perform or, you know, go open up a studio of his own or become a band director or, or whatnot. That's, that's really cool. I like that idea. And, you know, of course he doesn't have to leave. I mean, the Simpsons have done pretty good and Bart's still in the same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's, that's a good philosophy. Like, when I'm done with what I've got to say here, yeah. it'll be time to go. Mm-hmm. I was going to say earlier, you know, the you were talking about how your comic kind of has evolved. You know, you thought it was real rough at the beginning, and, you know, it's kind of come into something that you're a lot more satisfied with. I always think that's kind of a nice charm about... A lot of TV shows that I've seen, a lot of comics that I've seen, you look at, you look at things like The Simpsons. and um, First season, yeah. You look at the original Simpsons. We even go back in before that, when they were on the... Uh, um, oh, man, what show was it? That yes. show that they were on. I feel like an idiot for not knowing. For not being able to <laughs> That's okay. Was it Kelvin? No. No. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there now. <laughs> Yeah, the Carol Burnett it was, show. Yeah, they it were the they were like a more show, it was it was like a sketch. Yeah, it was like a, a they, sketch they would just do a quick little sketch cartoon, and it was this Tracy Ullman. Yes, is that it? Are the Tracy Ullman sure? show. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Totally sure. And we'll broadcast it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it was real. It was rough back then for The Simpsons. Those characters look. Look, look, look at early Garfield too. Early Garfield was like or, that. Early Family Guy. Early was uh, like that. Early Peanuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Peanuts, if you go back to some of the earlier strips You're that like, he was doing, what's going on? it looks completely different. Well, like, somewhere he just redid the entire character to, design for some of those. To be such an amazing, pivotal comic strip, I don't feel like the artwork is so great in a lot of the Snoopy cartoons. It's incredibly charming. Yeah. And it's perfect. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's amazing how many museums that's going to be <laughs> hanging on the wall in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, like... I feel that the artwork sometimes it it is what it is and it's the great writing behind the artwork that really makes some of the best comic strips and you know TV shows and movies and stuff like that like it doesn't really matter what's on the screen it's what matters like what makes you care about those characters mm-hmm. like the writing behind those characters and you're you're in a really good um, you're you're you have a good audience I like that's not being serviced like I can't get a Sunday comic book and read about band directors and about music yeah I, I have to I have to go to your website that's you know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. yeah that's and cool. it and it's it's kind of you know one of the reasons why it got started was you know this is some these are the things that I like how can I take all the little things that I like and mash them up together and see what happens and it ended up being Odd Quartet. <laughs> Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. Uh, Odd Quartet, which you can find at oddquartet.com. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm like Absolutely. halfway to my 14. Yeah, yeah, I think you are. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, we, we just got to talk about oddquartet.com a little bit more. That's, that's eight. That's, that's good. Thank you. you know. Yeah, but we really should not say Odd Quartet again for like five more minutes. No, we're definitely not oddquartet.com. Okay, so uh, <laughs> my count's eight. Oh. No, okay. nine. That was nine. Somewhere in there. Okay, yeah. well, we'll take it. All right, uh, you're wearing a Lego wristwatch. Yes. It's made out of Legos. Oh, okay. Yes. That, that's, uh, yeah. the, that's the coolest thing ever. Um, Is this so that you can store Legos on your person? Oh, that or? that would be a great. There there are little little spots on there that you could actually put other Legos on there. But, um, yeah, it's kind of something that I've done ever since I was a kid. And I have the Millennium Falcon oh. at home on a shelf. Um, not the big version, not the ultimate deluxe whatever uh, Lego Millennium Falcon. It's the smaller <laughs> Millennium Falcon. It's really disappointing. Affordable one. The one you can afford on an accountant's salary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, love love building Legos and, and, and puzzles and problem solving and stuff like that. But, yeah. yeah. Um, so are you, are you right now you have T-shirts that people can get. Mm-hmm. You've yes. got posters that people can get. Yes. 
And uh, are we going to have like any any Rhodes hair products or <laughs> any other type of things we thought about? His producing? hair definitely lives in a, in another universe. <laughs> it is very much the the cartoon high you know bouffon kind of uh, hairdo. It's, that's how I style my hair. <laughs> Uh, but no, no, no hair products in the works. Okay, that's that's acceptable. <laughs> I was going to ask you what, apart from your own, of course, what is your favorite comic strip? Other than oddquartet.com. My favorite would probably be um, going back to Calvin and Hobbes, uh, the line work that Watterson has. Uh, it's it's very distinctive, especially I love his landscapes. Like, I love Calvin and Hobbes as the characters, but when they're outside in a wagon going through the woods at 90 miles an hour and they're about to go off the cliff and, you know, just um, just the way... He has a very, very lovely line work uh, mm-hmm. in his art. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's... Uh, I love it. That and uh, all the T-Rexes and jet fighters and spaceships and stuff like that. Yeah. Wide range of creativity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've always been a big fan of... Um, Pearls before swine. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's my sense of humor. Real dry, really dark, uh, <laughs> very smart aleck. I mean, that's 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 definitely fits me very well. So it, I, I I have a couple of his books actually. And oh, nice, <laughs> nice. So how about you? Stuff. Me, what 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 are my favorite comics? Yeah. Well, like I said, I really like Gary Larson, but he's yeah. not writing anymore, obviously. But man, uh, I ordered the uh, the complete collection. Oh wow! And I, I ordered it for my wife. It's the how best gift I've that? ever gotten my wife. Like, uh, how big is the complete you know, collection? I get to use it. It's great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's it's two giant volumes, and there's like four panels to a page, and they're in color and in black and white. It's the entire thing, all of it, and letters that people wrote him about how inappropriate wow. his material was. <laughs> you know, like I don't think it's talking great. about hell is funny. Or people coming in and saying, actually, it's not the male mosquito that goes out. It's the female mosquito. Correct on science on the far side comic. That's right. I mean, all all of these things. And uh, his letter back that says, also, mosquitoes can't talk and don't wear clothing. (laughs) The the Pearls Before Slime book I have uh, has a lot of that stuff in there, too. And he actually puts a lot of comics in his that are omitted that he never could put in print because newspapers wouldn't let him. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. there's a few of those. Really, really dark stuff. He starts involving yeah. like the Pope and Hitler and stuff like that. You <laughs> Actually, start crossing is, lines they won't print. This is, yeah. brings me to a thought. There's one comic strip in there that he says is his most infamous comic strip. And what it is, is it's a cow, and there's a table, and there's all these weird shaped tools, and at the bottom it says cow tools. And they're just weird. He, and that's all that there was. That's all there was to the comic strip. And he just thought it was a funny scenario to think, oh, cows... Maybe they have hammers that look different or something. <laughs> you know, and he said he received more letters about that particular comic thing. And they were all just, could you please explain your comic to us? Do you, do you get that? Do people ask you to explain a comic whenever you make a really deep musical reference or something? Do they... um, every once in a while, yeah. They'll be like, you know, uh, you'll, you'll see the comic of like, I, I, I don't really understand. Like, what, what, what was that about? And it's, it's almost worse sometimes when there aren't any comments of, Something just falls flat. Oh, and well, oh, I was wondering that because you have so many that are really good. That in this panel, there's there's a great story and it's really funny. Or you have something like your car thing that I think is just so cool. <laughs> you know, how do you go the next week and maybe tell the first part of a three parter? Or uh, how do you? Or you get one done and you're like, well, there's no punchline here. I mean, does that make it hard to release that, or does it put too much pressure on just creating a comic strip two times? You're two times a week, right? Yeah, two times a week. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's. I mean, there's definitely the pressure of I. I want to put out something that's you know of good quality and uh, what I what I'm proud of. You know, two times a week. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell a longer form. Uh, story in the way uh, in in just updating two days a week Uh, there are comics out there that are very long form lots of dialogue lots of backstory that are like five days a week and it's very easy to keep up with the story and see where it's going Um, but with just updating two days a week it's very hard to tell um, even just a a a three-parter because then you're going a week and a half 
And it's like, what's going to happen? Or, like, do you remember what happened last week? <laughs> you know, are you going to remember what happened last Tuesday to remember, um, you know, how it's going to finish this Tuesday? So, yeah, it, it's it's a little limiting. Like, I feel if... I almost feel if... If I do a longer form, if I, if I, if I script it out and have it planned, I think I would much rather say, hey, I have this story ready for you guys, and I'm going to update every day this week so that I can get it out, and, and you'll out. have it, mm-hmm. and then we'll go back to two days a week that's uh, very next nice week. Mm-hmm. That's, that's considerate. Um, do you, okay, you, what's neat about what you're doing is essentially you're creating a free service for people. Uh, you're producing this content. People can access it for free and go look at it and things. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, I, I was saying earlier that I had one of your comic strips on my door. I, I know you have prints of certain things and you don't of others because there's just not enough of a call for it, I assume. They, yeah. not, ev- not everyone's going to print off the clarinet comic strip that I like so much. <laughs> but they might now. Everyone go... Yeah. But uh, how, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about your stuff getting out there? If there's a print available, do you, you highly encourage people to go ahead and buy the print? Oh, absolutely. Um, and, you know, there's there's obviously that that free version of the practice chart that's out there on the website and there's also the high quality print now that they can go get but as far as like you know just printing off something to stick on your dorm room door or put on your practice room or put on your band binder or orchestra binder that stuff's fine like that's that's what it's there for it's out there for free on the internet so that you can access it and you can enjoy it and the only the only time that I would get up in arms about it is, you know, if you if you try and claim it as your own or if you try and sell it, mm-hmm. you know, then that's obviously not okay. I just, I, I had a sudden, uh, a sudden epiphany, you know, as opposed to like a slow epiphany, I don't know. Gradual epiphany. But uh, I, I brought my Doctor Who poster and have you sign it, and it's in my car. I didn't bring it. Oh, no. You have to bring it by your booth tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that means I'll be carrying it all day at the convention, though. But yeah, that, that'll be great. I'll be like, hey, you got to go get this poster from oddquartet.com. Absolutely. It's, it's been funny. Um, it's, TMEA has been great, by the way. It's been a great experience for for me and for for the booth and um it's been funny to see people coming up to the booth and seeing the practice chart or seeing the the doctor who time signature uh print and being like i know that i've seen that on the internet and they they that's all they've seen they've never seen the comic strip before and so it's just like oh hey here's where it's from and they're like oh i didn't know that and um, it's just funny how, how, how far and wide those have gone without being associated with the comic. It's kind or, of weird. Just people yeah. sharing them on Facebook. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I, th- I think it's important for you as a content creator to do what you're doing. You know, where you have, you have your comic, but then you're, you're branching out and doing other things. Some very, you know, specific one-time deals and charts and stuff like that. And just kind of sending this out to the world and, you know, maybe posting it on Reddit or letting it go around Facebook or something like that. There's a... Uh, a group that I follow fairly closely is really well known in the video game world they're called Rooster Teeth mm-hmm. um, I love Rooster Teeth but you know they started making um, a, a machinima series called Red vs. Blue that's based on Halo and that's where mm-hmm. they started now, yeah, you know yeah, that Yeah. and now they Ooh. have one of the biggest uh, YouTube channels they're approaching 3 billion views on their YouTube channel, that's um, they have a huge website uh, that's a community website. They're pushing uh, like one and a half, two million members on their website. You know, um, they put out content for video game stuff across the board. From they have the, they own Achievement Hunter, um, you know, they have all this stuff going on. But they they've branched out the same way, and they'll have people coming up to their booth at Comic Cons and um, saying, "Wow, I've never even heard of this Red versus Blue thing that you do." Which is where they started ten years ago. They're on their tenth yeah. year now, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, I just saw you guys on YouTube, you know, throwing things at each other, and it was funny." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of the new model of uh, of content creation. Of it's you know it's out there on the internet, and you know if if the readership and the community is there to support it, then you know it'll get supported. Mm-hmm. Well, the the best part about this is the market would not have been massive enough for your comic to exist before the internet, really. 
Oh, absolutely not. If this was back in just, just like our podcast, just <laughs> <laughs> if this was back in you know the print only days, and I was trying to get syndicated uh, oh, to be in yeah. a newspaper somewhere, I don't think Odd Quartet would ever have gotten picked up. And it's just you know the the greatness that is the internet to just be able to do those kinds of things. Although it was a very steep learning curve. Of, oh yeah. From you know here's a drawing. How do I get that onto the internet and you know set up a website uh, and all those and they get people to show up? Yeah, I mean you you go through the internet, you can go anywhere on the internet, and you know maybe every one or two out of a hundred things that you find is really genuinely good quality work, and for the most part you're having to wade through you know a lot of junk. To yeah, find, to that's find the other side great. of the coin of yeah. now. Everybody can be on the internet. <laughs> Everybody gets the same size megaphone. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, but yeah, there were some great tools out there that without them, I don't think I could have started Odd Quartet. Like, um, I use Comic Press as the backside um, uh, to to upload the comics, and uh, it has um, like the framework for the website already in there. But uh, yeah, without some of those tools, I don't think it would have been possible, mm-hmm. you know, ten years ago. That's that's really cool, uh, and it's it's so much fun. Like, isn't it fun to just see your stuff on there and to be like, no, wait, I have a website. I'm very cool. And, you know, <laughs> I'm official. I'm official. I have my own domain name, and it's a cool <laughs> domain name. And you know, it's yes, we we hear it freemusiced.com. Slash dot org. Not dot com. It, it's dot org, but if you accidentally go to dot com, it'll send you there. Okay, dot org. Stop, stop branding dot com. As, no we're sitting, as we're sitting here talking to oddquartet.com. Yes. Oddquartet.com that, um, you know, we, we embrace technology. We love technology. Yeah. We, we push and, all the buttons. And it's, it's just amazing that user created content is driving the media force now. Mm-hmm. And the tables are really starting to turn over. This is, um, this in, is where in so many different industries. You know, we start talking about the video game industry and the comic industry and the movie mm-hmm. industry and the TV industry. Um, people are emerging out of nowhere and yep. taking things over, literally out of nowhere. And um, I think it's really interesting to see in the next thirty, you know, twenty, thirty years what's going to happen as far as how our content's being created and how it's being um, transported to us. You know, regular TV's going away. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be streaming. Yep. Very soon. Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, all that stuff. Or be... it's going to be thenerdist.com, and that's a channel you can go to and geek, geek and Sundry. Mm-hmm. I, I know I talk about those a lot, but they're oh, yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. Geek and Sundry channel on YouTube. That's right. Well, uh, well, and their website. And oh, yeah. that's that's Felicia Day's network. So yeah. cool mm-hmm. yes. what they're doing. And I, I think we're going to eventually start seeing these YouTube channels as their own channels on something like Netflix. Yeah. You can go to Netflix and say, Oh, I want to watch My Drunk Kitchen and mm-hmm. watch the My Drunk Kitchen girl, yep. you know, or I'm going to go do Epic Meal Time and just watch, you know, all her stuff. Or, yeah. It's, it's, it's really, going to be like that. This is what's cool is you, we were talking earlier about how, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, a newspaper would have denied your comic an existence. And now, who subscribes to a newspaper? We're, we, as, <laughs> we as, uh, as people are denying the newspaper their existence. Yeah. And it's great to see just, you know, content creators being supported by their communities yeah and that's what it's going to now is you know if you want this to stay around then you need to support um you know the content creators you like and they've been able to do it through you know through a small part with uh you know partnering with youtube and getting uh some of those uh channels set up that they have there um but uh a lot of times it's just you know they want to do a show or they want to write a book and the community is there to, you know, help them fund that. That's that's so cool that we are getting to that model now where you as a content creator are supported by your community and you directly interact with them. Yeah. So whereas mm-hmm. in, in publishing, if you wrote a book or something, your publisher would do all of that stuff. People would write to the publisher. All of those things would happen now. Uh, people can write directly to you in a mm-hmm. different way. They can send oh, yeah. your email instantly and you have all this feedback. Uh, and, of course... On the other side, you have none of the protection. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, publishing, but. I really think that that's something that is, is part of what's turning the whole media industry upside down is that we're getting tired of dealing with people that don't care about us in general. You know, um, you can talk about it politically. You can talk about it business-wise, dealing with large banks and stuff like that. Or you can talk about it with TV and movies and stuff. And 
we're at a point now where we that we can just ask the content creator or just literally walk right up to them and say, hey, you know this one you did over here? That was terrible. What are you doing, you know? Or we can go, man, I really love your stuff. Why don't you do this or that? And Or you know. we can say, man, you misspelled that. <laughs> or don't spell grammar with an E. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, what's Okay, back to oddquartet.com. Dot com. Oddquartet.com. You're taking and you're at the TMEA convention. Are you doing some other conventions now? The only other one that I've done so far was uh, TBA. The Texas Bandmasters Association. Yep, back and in July. Do you have another plan? Do you have something else you're going to go to? Um, I mean, you're having to fund all of this yourself. Unless, you know, someone's listening and they want to give you a bunch of money. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Can people donate on your website? Uh, no, I used to have a donate button up, but... Um, Worried about legal repercussions? Uh, not necessarily. <laughs> like, I, I felt kind of bad of just, you know, uh, having just the donate button up there instead of putting out, uh, you know, a, a good product that people could buy. I would rather you go buy a t-shirt than, you know, just send me your money for not giving you anything. I, I, that makes me feel bad as a but person. You gave them your comic. You're producing this content. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, if you want to just give us money, that's fine. <laughs> we, we have no qualms about that at all. We're not going to give you a t-shirt. Just give us money. Freemusiced.org. Thank you. <laughs> that's yeah, right. Picking up good. I appreciate it. You got this down. I think we still owe him like two more. Maybe. By here. Okay. Well, but um, as far as other conventions, um, I think... Uh, TBA and TMEA have been treated me very well so far, and the communities there, like mm-hmm. um, uh, readers have uh, have been able to find me here, and it's it's a little a little different um, to try and go to um, a more traditional comic con uh, to try and you know uh, be there as well. It would. It would still be that you know that web comic readership of you know the people that that read XKCD or uh, Saturday Morning Breakfast Cereal or Axe questionable Cop. content Axe Cop. Um, Oatmeal, I love Oatmeal. Oatmeal, yeah. <laughs> um, it would be that kind of readership. But then it's 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 you know how many of those readers are also musicians? Right. You know that would kind of get the 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 humor in Odd Quartet. It's well, it's very. Has- Everybody who's at the music conference will get it, even if they don't already read. Right, even if they don't yeah. already read yeah, what audience here. You can yeah. be and, uh, a gateway comic. <laughs> <laughs> the gateway gateway drug right here. That'd be great if if I bring more people into uh, the wide world of web comics. Then Ooh, that's alliteration. <laughs> mm, yes. Then then that's, that's what the that's www great. is for. Because <laughs> ah. there's so many great ones out there. Mm-hmm. I mean. Um, before, before I started really getting into, you know, are there other people out there doing, I had no idea there were other people out there doing the same kind of thing of, you know, putting, putting their artwork on, on the internet and, you know, collecting it into books and, you know, supporting themselves with their comics that, uh, there's really a ton of truly amazing web comics out there. Do you, do you uh, do you have a favorite of your own webcomics? Like out of all the odd quartet stuff you've done, do you have a particular one that every time you look at it, you like grin and say, "Yeah, that was me." Of of mine, of yours, of my of yours uh, on oddquartet.com. On oddquartet.com. <laughs> um, That's all the times we can say it. I think we're up to fourteen. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I try I try to. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, af- once it goes up on the website. I, I, I think I try and forget it just as quickly. Okay. Of uh, you know, it's there, it's out there. I wanna I wanna get to that next thing and and tell the next story. But um, I don't know. I th- I think the first one <laughs> kind of tickles me because it almost has nothing to do with what Odd Quartet is now. <laughs> it, it's very much uh, uh, you know, like a like an office humor joke. Really, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's just kind of. It's, Can you describe it's, that comic real quick? Um, of course, you will be going to the website, <laughs> whatever the address is, and. <laughs> um, it is. Uh, uh, I believe it's it's a panel where um, Jason is going out to lunch, and uh, he comes back from lunch. And, you know, he's really kind of grumpy, hasn't been having a good day. 
and like he comes back to like an email inbox full of you know a hundred new messages, and like that was the joke. <laughs> you know, like, like why, why, why did I think that was funny? <laughs> so, like I don't know why that's the first comic that I put up, but like, well, you knew nobody was reading it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> like, I didn't. I, I didn't feel bad about putting this really bad, really bad comic out there. So no views that first week. No, absolutely not. There. When, when did was... you get? When did you start getting an audience? How, oh, how long did it take? That's a great question. Yeah, sorry. Um, I know that we're probably getting to the end here, but that's oh no, here. it's all right. Um, uh, audience building and and when Odd Quartet kind of started getting an audience. Um, gosh, I would say. Um, the the practice chart really helped that out a whole lot of uh, that kind of getting passed around from band director to band director to you know sharing it with their students and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I think a lot of uh, trying to trying to stay active in the community that's around the comic, um, you know, uh, being on Facebook and actually interacting with people on there. And Twitter, and you know, responding back to reactions to the comic, um, letting the audience know that it's not just a website. It's it's there's there's an actual person behind this. Oh wow! Uh, uh, making that connection. Yeah, making that connection that you don't get with anything else. Like you can't. Usually, you can't. More and more, it's happening that way. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know, just letting the audience know that you're there. It's personal. Uh, okay, uh, your flowchart, by the way, inspired me to do a flowchart. Oh, yeah. I did a flowchart. It's called, Should You Ask Your Teacher Your Question? Oh, no. My, yeah, my idea was, I, the kids, they ask all sorts of crazy questions. And most of the time, it's something that I just said. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's usually how it works. Or, yeah. you know, they're asking to go to the bathroom, even though I give them extra time to go to the bathroom at the beginning of class. So, you know, kid stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's perfectly fine. That's the way it works. And I've <laughs> noticed uh, at TMEA that the adults are just as bad about all the same things. You know, they, they do it. There's a clinic going on. He'll say something. They'll raise their hand. They'll ask that question. And I'm like, you could have used my chart. So yours inspired <laughs> me. I did a faux chart. And it, I, it's, it's moderately funny. You can find it on our website. Uh, but it got on the I can has cheeseburger. Yeah, I, I put it. I put it on. I put it on a cheeseburger, and it yeah. got four thousand Facebook likes, and it instantly nice. took us from getting you know like twenty hits a day to getting over two hundred hits a day. Yeah, like it's amazing. And it's, yeah, it's how really, um, you know just if if something hits that audience, and it's finding those people really that will share. Yeah, that will share your message. If you find those people. Then it'll it'll get to a wider audience mm. because it'll get shared within you know their friends and 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 so on. Very cool. You know that's what we should do too. We should we should email this podcast to like every music educator in Texas. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll you know I'll go find those lists and I'll There's make sure when I do list. it to yeah. do the instead of don't, don't tell people. I mean, I'll make sure. There's that no be, such thing, right? Yeah. And you put it in the in the two box instead of the blind carbon copy box, so that they get the entire list. And so there's there's 400 names before you get to the content. Yeah, and then the older know. older directors start hitting the reply all button. That's right, and then you're and talking to everyone. Spread even more emails going all over the state. Yeah. What is this thing? I can't open it. But, but that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It's it's amazing how the internet can facilitate content getting spread. And how fast it can spread. Just yep. up in smoke. Literally overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so cool. Um, <laughs> I this is this has been really fun. We need to. Uh, oh, oh! I was gonna put you on the spot. Oh yes. Can, no. Is there yeah. any chance that you'll you know do a doodle that we can put up with this podcast? Yeah. On our site. I, Absolutely. I, that, that would be awesome. I was thinking about that and. Uh, like I can corner him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he has nowhere to go <laughs> now. If he says no, they'll be like, "That guy's such a jerk." We we'll get some caricatures of us. Yeah, something. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love to. That'd be okay. Cool. Now, yeah. now it's just awesome. Okay, so uh, well, now we won't have to make you pay. No, oh, for being on here. That's right. You know what? We'll even say it one more time. He is. Uh, this is Josh Wells, and do you go by Josh or Joshua? Josh. Josh. Yeah. Okay. So if you call him now after this, his phone number, yeah. Um, so uh, his website is oddquartet.com. 
but you guys know that because earlier I said go visit it, you paused this, and now you're finishing it. So you've seen his work, you know that it's amazing, and you're now going to take and share it with all of your friends on Facebook. You're going to pick your favorite comic, not the first one. Yes, but please don't share the first one. <laughs> you should deactivate that. <laughs> I've thought about it. There are there are other comics where... Wait, 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 wait. no, no, oh. no, no. No, wait, no, no. This is what has to happen, okay? <laughs> comic book idea. Okay, in the next panel of Odd Quartet, the TARDIS appears. And you go back in time to the first comic strip and make them explain the joke. I, I like it. That's great. Um, oh, that would be so meta. That would be, it would be like, perfect? where did this come from? It's this black and white. I don't, it doesn't even That's look right. like you Jason anymore. Yeah. What's going on, man? What's with the emails? I'm the doctor. Are you the dean? <laughs> no, I'm the doctor. Yeah. It's perfect, yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll be looking yeah. forward we can, to that. We can retcon the, uh, the, the first comic with, the, be, with Dr. Dean. There'll be a Sasquatch. The fourth member of the Odd Quartet. Uh, again, it's been a pleasure having you on. Yes. We'll, we'll have to do this again sometime. Absolutely. Maybe Absolutely. another TMEA, and we can describe audibly all of your comic strips again. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, it works very well with podcasting. I think, so. I think so. Well, again, thank you so very much. Uh, do you have anything else we always ask if you have anything else that you really wanted to say that we didn't let you say? That way we don't feel like jerks. Um, no, just, um, you know, uh, check out the website and let me know what you think. All right. Uh, let the emails fall. There'll be hundreds. By Comment the on back. every comic. Every, <laughs> every single comic. Uh, all right. You guys, uh, take care. You know, we've got, oh, so many good podcasts coming up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so keep on tuning in. Again, have a great week and yeah. keep practicing. Awesome. A lot. Freemusicnet.org. And com. Com. Goodbye. <laughs>